This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on September 17, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 18. Then Peter came and said to him, that is to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slave, slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing, seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not... Uh, have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you. And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he should pay the entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Please be seated. And let's pray together. Loving God, make us and keep us your holy ones in the truth, in your forgiving truth. Your word is truth. Amen. So we've been in Matthew chapter 18 now these past two Sundays, and I think there's something that continues on in the, in the Bible readings that we've heard. Last week we reflected a little bit on the um, issues of difference in a community which cause sin, specifically where Christians differ on, on different matters. And again, in the reading today where Jesus talks to us about forgiveness, he's talking about people within the community. In our Old Testament reading today, 
we've also got an amazing story of forgiveness. And as we get to chapter 50, the last chapter of the book of Genesis, we get to the pinnacle of all of this, uh, where uh, Joseph's brothers who'd sold him into slavery and left him for dead, are now faced with Joseph here, wondering whether he's gonna hold in his heart revenge for them, revenge for them. And of course, they receive uh, the same sort of mercy and love as Joseph uh, is with them in that space. If you get an opportunity, read Genesis chapters 45 to 50. You know, in chapter 45, we have this amazing situation where Joseph makes himself known to his brothers. You might remember that if you know that Old Testament story. And they are scared. And yet we have this amazing thing of Joseph weeping over them in joy as they are reconciled. It tells us something about our God, I think. Joseph says, am I in the place of God to withhold forgiveness? Powerful words for us today too. And a beautiful picture of our God for us and through us. As we come to Matthew 18, we get this same picture, but we also get the opposite, don't we, in the story that Jesus tells of this one who fails to forgive. And that servant who uh, then is condemned and punished. It's a, a, a really important story, I think, for us to take in. Jesus says, so my heavenly father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. They're serious words for us, aren't they? Us who have first received this amazing grace and love. Let's hold on to that. I think these are sobering words for us as a church too when we differ on things and when we can sin against one another in the ways that we speak and act toward one another. Things like ordination in the church, like the referendum that's coming up, are all these things that can bring the differing opinions, and they do. How do we walk and work through them together and witness to one another and the community around us? These are questions that ponder my mind. It's important, I think, that we begin in the common place, this place of worship where we are today, to be served by the God of grace and love. And to remember, maybe in our minds too, that as Lutherans we hold on to some things which are dear to our hearts. You know, as we might learn them at at different times in our journey in the church. We talk about four, or sometimes five, but four generally, four alones that hold us together in, in our confession of faith, if you will. We are saved through grace alone. It's not our work that does it, but God's loving coming to us work which is received in faith. We receive God's forgiveness as we hear it in the gospel reading today. We trust it. We receive it in in hands ready to receive because it's Christ alone on his cross through which we receive this and God's word in scripture alone which shows us Jesus for us as we hear it in our readings today. As Lutherans, we hold on to these things. We agree on them. We celebrate them, and that's good and right and proper. So what do they mean for us? Would might have been Luther's, it was always his question, what does this mean for us? What does it mean for us if we might differ on something big that gets our passions uh, ignited? 
It can turn ugly, even in the church, I find. Our readings over these weeks in Romans, we've had Romans uh, uh, 12 and 13, and then today Romans 14, are good places for us to ground ourselves always. To see life through the eyes of the other is always a really good place for us to start. Martin Luther once said of us as Christians, a Christian is a perfectly free Lord uh, of all and subject to none. A Christian is a free Lord of all and subject to none. But a Christian is also a perfectly dutiful servant of all and subject to all. In shorthand, Luther is saying that it is out of love that we can serve the other, serve the people in my life. And on matters, as I say, where we can differ, I think this is really, really important. This morning, I'd like to take you on a journey through uh, one person's view of this. This is, um, and you'll see this up in our community room, this is a, this is a painting that was done um, four years ago by a then nine-year-old Lutheran Christian. Um, it's called Many Eyes at the Cross. And it's the, it's the logo, if you will, for the LCA's, for our church's reconciliation action plan. It's the work of a young Eastern Aranda and Wangakuru Aboriginal boy named Henry Reid, who's now obviously 13, four years on. Henry was a member of the congregation that my wife Sue and I attended at Ferriden Park in Adelaide. That congregation is attended by um, Aboriginal Lutherans often, many of whom who come from remote areas of South Australia or the Northern Territory and who come to Adelaide for medical help and they go to the clinics and things and they, they stay in hostels. And many of the hostels are, are, are located around at that congregation. Um, what would happen on a Sunday morning is, instead of me coming here to put my robes on, I would get the keys to the 20-year-old Toyota Coaster and put them in the ignition and hope that it started. Because it, the, the Coaster would take me to people in their hostels and we'd pick them up and they'd come along to the church and worship. That's what would have happened there. I, I pray the Coaster started this morning. Um, that would, that's what would have happened there this morning. Henry was a member of that congregation along with his family, so we got to know him and we got to see, know this poster. As you look at it, what do you see? We're going to just walk our way through some of the parts of this today with Jesus' words of forgiveness for us in our lives, also in our minds. The first thing that I'm going to mention here is that around the poster you might see many Eyes. It's called Many Eyes. And it reminds us that um, in our church, in our Lutheran Church of Australia, there are a number of communities, uh, probably totalling around 7,000 um, fellow Lutherans, um, who are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in congregations today. We've got a bit of a map up there uh, to come, and you mightn't be able to see it all, but you'll see where some of those things point to. There are people in central Australia, around at least 40 communities there, and it fans out into the, into the western desert, um, into western Australia. You know, hundreds of kilometres away is Docker River, 800 k's away, and it's served from people there. There are uh, cong congregations in... Uh, in uh, far north South Australia, 
in Ferriton Park, as I mentioned, and also in far north Queensland. Many eyes. By the way, we should never assume that there mightn't be people who identify as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that might come to our church. In the Whitehorse Council area there, are um, around about 250 families who identify as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. We have a mission here too, don't we? Our Reconciliation Action Plan tells us the story of 150 years of walking together in partnership. And it's a good story, and we need to tell it, I think. Because outside of these communities, many of the good stories of how the gospel has been shared and shared back again with people like us are not understood, much less the cultures of the people in those places, which are important to them in the way that people live. As I say, the Reconciliation Action Plan of the LCA is designed to help us, first and foremost, simply to grow in awareness and to know of sisters and brothers in Christ who are worshipping in these places today. In 2018, at the convention of our synod, 400 delegates of our church from across Australia and New Zealand also were asked to approve this Reconciliation Action Plan, and they overwhelmingly did. It's a good thing, I contend. When Henry was nine years old, back in 2018, he created this artwork for us. As part of Reconciliation Week, um, uh, one of the exercises, he went to a Lutheran school. Henry, along with his class, was asked what they understood by reconciliation. And here's how he responded. It's about how there is one God and there are lots of people. We're all different, he said. And that's a good thing because we can all see different parts of God and share that with each other. That way we can all learn from each other and we can pray together uh, as being different too. The wisdom of a nine-year-old. In Matthew 18, Jesus says, as he brings a child into the midst, so this is the same chapter that we've been in, he says, unless you become like a little child. And so there might be something for us, for our ears and our hearts to hear. The use of uh, the striking cross in this artwork I find interesting. It highlights that Obviously, the importance of God's journey to the cross for us and for all people. God gives his life. God would do all that it took so that we might be forgiven on that Good Friday cross. And as a result, all people who look to him in faith surely are forgiven and we are reconciled with God because of Jesus. Our response too can be to engage in a journey of reconciliation with one another in our life. As you see the many coloured dots making up the cross, what might you notice there, I wonder? You might notice that the rows of the dots are a bit wavy and a little bit crooked even. And they remind us that reconciliation journeys are really straightforward. We can expect curveballs, bumps, and things along the way, but these can also enrich us as we engage deeply together at the place of the cross of Jesus with and for us. And no journey of reconciliation is the same, whatever the fact and case might be in our lives where we differ. 
Each, diff- each journey is different because we're different. Each story is different. But it's why the sharing of the journey together, and that's what the dots are designed to help us also be reminded of, that where we share the journey of together, good things in Christ, rich things in Christ can come. Part of our journey at St Paul's might involve growing in relationship with the congregation at Nataria, Hermansburg, who we sometimes pray for. But it also might involve us getting to know the people of the culture of the place where we're set here too. For genuine and sustained reconciliation, let's pray together to the Holy Spirit to help us. Because reconciliation and relationships take work and we need God in amongst us. You might notice the striking blue palette. You'll see some some subtle differences if you look closely. The water um, there reminds us of the rivers and the sea coming together, different people coming together at the cross. And the water too reminds us of the waters of our baptism, where we are first and foremost reconciled to God. This wonderful gift of forgiveness through the gift of the cross. Here we find our common identity as children of God, don't we? Let's focus then on the centre of the cross a little bit. What might be there, I wonder? As Henry put together this artwork, he saw it as God's loving eye for us, watching over us in our lives and the daily journeys that we work. As I've looked at it more and more over the years, I've thought of it as the place where Jesus' heart is right at the centre of the cross. Jesus' heart for you. Jesus' heart for me. Jesus' heart for all people. Forgiveness and reconciliation comes from the heart, from the heart of God. And that means something then as people look to us and look at us. What then is our witness to one another and to the people who might sometimes... What about all those wonderful people who who were bold enough to come and visit us yesterday? So many of them said to me, this is a friendly place. It was lovely. Filled my heart with joy, I have to say. Um, Do we always look like that? What's our witness to the community uh, at times such as this? Because people are looking in at the church still today. What do they see? What do they see in the way that we treat and care for each other, how we listen to one another, how we show respect and how we speak about one another and to each other, how we bless and encourage each other. Dear friends in Christ, what is our witness of reconciliation to the world, to the people around us? This heart of reconciliation which is the heart of God that forgives. The key is the gospel, the good news of restored relationships because of God's sacrifice for us in Jesus who willingly gave his life for us and for all people. It's this same gospel which sustains us, which brings us to this place today, isn't it? And also lived out in relationship for each other in God's church, which fills our hearts with the love of God to forgive, 
to listen, to learn, and to form relationships always, and this is the place where I think I want to encourage us all to stand together, our different eyes, standing alongside one another at the cross of Christ. In my journey, and it's just my journey, I'm not telling you what your journey is or should be. My, my eyes, my heart and my faith have been blessed through relationships with First Nations Lutheran people over much of my 28 years in the ministry. Today, I look to listen to these people on matters which affect them. That's my view at the cross. I simply encourage you also to stand alongside one another and with me and to hear the voices of the people. Let it be the people at the cross, not the politics in Canberra that guides us in the way forward. Not that there's anything wrong with politics in Canberra. We need it, don't get me wrong. Romans tells us this too. But together in Christ, dear friends, we are so richly blessed. Let us together be a blessing of reconciliation to our nation. What a gift we have. And what a gift we have for one another. Let us keep our eyes, as the writer to the Hebrews says, fixed on Jesus, the author of our faith and the perfecter of it. And maybe that we might have then eyes to see, ears to hear, mouths to speak, and hearts to forgive and to reconcile in love at the cross of Christ. May this be our journey together. Amen. And God's peace will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Oh,